is a group of people. If you fly, when you dream at night and you fly, you know what I'm talking about? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't fly. <laughs> so don't worry about it. But if you, not all the time, but if occasionally when you're dreaming, you fly in your dream, stand up. I just want to tell you all weird. No. <laughs> you have a very strong prophetic gift. And so that's when you fly in your dreams is you're flying to rise above and see things that are not. And so I'm going to pray over you that your, your, your prophetic anointing increases and that you get to do, most of you standing, I'm looking at you, let me check it out first. Most of you that are standing have prayed to visit heaven without dying first. And so that's one of your prayers. Another one of your prayers, you flyers in your dreams, is to see angels. And some of you have even dared to want to see the other side. Is that true? Yes or no? Those who are standing, okay. So you guys are flyers, you're, you're prophetic folks. And so just put your hands up. What I do, I have you do that because that's just a form, uh, it's an obedience of expectancy, I, I want. So Father, I thank you for these flyers, I thank you for these prophetic people. And <clears throat> Holy Spirit, I ask that you would increase this gift to see above and beyond, that they would be forerunners, that they would be those watchmen on the walls that will declare those things that are not as though they are. And that they would raise them up as mighty intercessors and voices for the heavens. Now hear that. Not for the church, but voices for the heavenlies to declare those things that need to happen. And so, Father, increase their ability to fly, not only in their dreams, but fly in their spirit. Holy Ghost Airlines visits to heaven and to see angelic hosts around them. So I release that in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, you can sit down. That's just weird right there, huh? All right, you got, you got one? I can. Okay, go ahead. You're next. Okay. So sorry about that. Okay, I'm just going to, I need you all to look at me because there's a couple of you I'm just going to point to and I need you to just stand up. Okay, you sir right here in the vest, the green vest. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, right there, vest. Isn't that green, sort of, brown? Yeah, awesome. I know my colors. Grace for my homeschooled children, right? You, sir, stand up in the plaid shirt. Yes. Oh, sorry, you have a plaid shirt, too, like right behind him. Don't you hate that? You right here, would you stand up? Yes, right here. Uh, right here in the back with the ponytail. Yeah, and there was another guy with the Right here, stand up. Another person. Yeah, okay. Y'all are like, what are you doing? I'm coming to this side right now. Uh, actually, there's like one, two, three, four. The four guys, sorry, not, not in the hat, the other four. Yeah, right there, red shirt. Yeah, that's you, baby. <laughs> Don't you love it? Every single time. 
Uh, red shirt, red shirt. And then uh, hoodie. Yeah, that's you. It's <laughs> awesome. I could just do this all night. This is fun. Um, you, sir? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys carry a Davidic anointing for breakthrough in worship. Um, so you specifically, I saw you with flags. I don't know if you've ever done flags before, but we, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It seems weird, but we were in Scotland several years ago and there was a guy who did flags and I, and I, and if this is, if you think this is weird, then forgive me, but you same thing with the flags, especially and he, I mean, he had on a kilt and the sporn and the whole nine, and he had these, he had, I think it was just one, wasn't it? One flag that was on, a, it, was a, it was a large flag on a real heavy pole. And I mean, he was just at the front, and he would like, he would cut it so hard that you could hear it whipping in the wind, like in the air. Like it was just, and I mean, it was like this breaker anointing. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was like this breaker anointing that happened when he would worship, and it was like the flags were what brought breakthrough. And so I feel like for you two especially, that's what I'm leaning towards. The others of you, I would encourage you, whatever, wherever you're at in worship, take the next step, like wherever you're at, because that next step is going to bring breakthrough. So if you're at the place where you're like a hands-in-the-pockets guy, awesome, love it, nothing wrong with that. Grew up Southern Baptist, my dad was a hands-in-the-pocket guy. But if that's where you're at, then like put your hands like this. Like just whatever that next step is, don't worry about what the next person to your left or right is doing. But I just feel like you each carry a breaker anointing in worship. It's really hard for me to not do. Can I do just real quick individuals? Please, please, please. They're like, yes, please do individuals. Okay. Can I not? Really fast. Like two words. Really? Okay, see? Um, I see you inventing something. You have, a, you have a gift of inventing something. God's going to download inventions to you. Write them down. If this is, okay, every, all of y'all that are standing, you can sit down. Okay, this is, a, this is a specific one or general one, I mean. If you've ever had an invention that you've then seen come out, like be made into a product, stand up. If y'all ever had an invention that you've seen be made into a product, you want to know what mine was? The seat wedgie. It was like, you know that little hole in the seat where stuff falls? You know what I'm talking about? I, I thought of this idea of like, there needs to be this little thing that goes right there that catches all that stuff so you don't have to dig. Seat wedgie. Sky Mall Magazine made like millions of dollars, see? So if you've had an invention, yeah, it was on Shark Tank. It was on Shark Tank. I know, it was my invention. <laughs> Not really, but I did think of it. Okay, so if you've had an invention that, is that, that you've had in your head, that you've seen come out, Bob's had one too. I believe God's going to give you new ones. So if you've had inventions that you've seen come out in, in, uh, in the magazines, in the whatever, it's become successful, God's going to give you new ones. And then my, my charge to you of what to do with that, step one, write the plan. Make it plain on paper that he who reads it, run with it. Just write it down, something simple. And just take, start walking those steps out and watch that God's going to bring you people to actually see those inventions happen. So if that's you, yes. 
Um, I see you especially doing something with apps. Like, I don't know if you do anything in the technology space, but I see you doing something, like you're gonna create some sort of a new app that's gonna like, I don't know what it's gonna do, but I, whatever, you, whatever you do, I see you doing something really rad with apps. It's gonna be like a big deal, like an Instagram type of a thing. And you're smiling and nodding, so it's normally a good thing. Cool, okay, y'all can sit down. No more individuals. I did them fast, be proud of me. No, I'm not. <laughs> Mercy, Lord Jesus. You're awesome, baby. Okay, this next group, see I do groups so everyone can feel apart. I want everyone to be a part of this kumbaya meeting. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to describe what this is without telling you, because I don't want to give it away for those that will stand up. You go into a situation, for example, if you've gone into a ministry situation, maybe semi-dangerous or dangerous, and you walk into this ministry situation, whether it's in a bad place of town or um, a bar or something that's a little bit dangerous, and all of a sudden you feel like uh, your life's in danger. So you're feeling uneasy. You're feeling, well, I probably shouldn't be here. This probably wasn't a good idea for me to be here. Or... You can watch into a, a church, maybe it's a new church, and you feel like <clears throat> there is, there's just something wrong in the air. There's just, people are judging me. They're just looking at me funny. They're, or you can walk into a place of business and, and you just feel a, all of a sudden this lust thing jumps on you. And you just feel, what is this that's jumped on me? And, and all of all, those, all these different times, you're starting to feel like there's chinks in your armor. There is, you haven't done something enough. You're, you're, there's maybe something um, that you've allowed to happen in your life. If you're that person or people, I want you to stand. There's a lot more of you than they're standing. Admit it. It's not, I'm not, not going to beat you up. I'm going to give you a revelation. I'm not going to beat you up. Yeah, you're going, oh, he's going to rebuke me and tell me I'm slime. <laughs> I'm going to call you George and tell you I love you. No. Okay, you guys are feelers. You are feelers. You, you feel things. And what happens is because you're so sensitive to the spirit realm, to things going on around you, but what the enemy wants to do is he wants to accuse you of having that stuff on you. It's not on you. It's just you sense things around. And when you go into a place, I was talking to one of my little girls, and she felt, she felt intimidated and fear for her life when she walked into a bar in Thailand and she didn't want to do it because she was terrified. And I said, I said, I said, baby, you weren't in fear for your life because the Bible says every place the sole of my feet goes, he's given to you. And you go with authority. You go in the name of Jesus, who has defeated all enemy. I said, what you're sensing is the atmosphere of the girls around you that are in bondage for their life. So you're picking up on the atmosphere of other people. 
And so when you walk into a place, you're feelers, and so you sense things going on around, but the enemy wants to accuse you of having chinks or holes or compromises or all these things in you, and you start heaping this stuff on you and start questioning, double questioning, second guessing, and going, man, I'm just messed up. I, got, I thought I was delivered of that. I thought I was healed of that. And I'm here to tell you, you're kind of like secret Bond, James Bond spies. <laughs> and you need to know that you can sense things going around. It's not you. It's just you hear it and you see it. So when the accuser comes on you, you're going to say, oh, you've been found out, son. I'm just sensing what's on. And so what you guys carry is a breaker anointing. But the enemy knows that, so he doesn't want you to understand what you carry. Because if you knew what you had, when you went into that place, the atmosphere would change instead of you second-guessing what God has shown you. Oh, that's good right there. So what I want you to do is I want you, we're not going to do your song either. I just... Sometimes my wife gets overzealous and she'll have Tyler Swift, Taylor Swift, sing Shake It Off and she'll have everyone shaking things off. So just kind of shake things off, the accusations, the false things, brush it off, just get rid of that. Now, Father, I thank you for these James Bond, James Bond spies. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would Make their eyes bright and their ears honed to what you hear and see. And they would be sensitive to the things around and that you would put iron in their feet, Holy Ghost iron, that when they walk into a place, instead of being affected by that place and there would be a spirit of, of accusation and wonder, they would bring an atmosphere of change and breaker anointing in Jesus' name. So you would arm them with eyes to see, not the enemy around, but the host that's around the enemy. And they would declare those things that don't exist, those that they did, and speak life to the dead. And I call forth these as spies in the kingdom of heaven to expose darkness and reveal light in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got one more. You did two, so I'm doing two in a row. And then we'll, you'll do one, and then we'll stop because you guys are getting too excited, and I don't want that to happen. For this next group, I, I don't believe there's a lot, but there are some, and it's going to take what I call huevos, machismo huevos. Cojones <laughs> to stand up because you're going to admit failure, but you're going to, you're going to uh, embrace destiny. And it's tough, but I believe it'll be, a, by your standing up, it'll be a prophetic declaration into destiny. And so these are four. There are people in here that you know, that you know, that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're supposed to have lots and lots of money and, and to be used for the kingdom. But time and time and time again, 
you have no money and you go bankrupt, you fail, you, you do this business, it fails, you do this over here, it fails. And you just, every time you take two steps forward, it seems like you're taking three steps back. But you can't shake something inside that when you hear those prophetic words about destiny for lots of money, not so you can just live lavishly, but you just are destined to have lots of money to flow through you. And, it, and of course, it will be used for kingdom. But you just can't shake it. But it seems like the harder you try, the, the worse it gets. And for you that have that on you, so you're going to stand and say, you know what, I admit that's what's happening, but I still can't shake it and I believe it. I want you to stand up because I'm going to pray for you. All right, so there we go. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you've chosen these for wealth. And I ask that you would send angels to take the targets off of them because it feels like there's been targets put on them, that you would remove the targets and Father, by your grace and mercy, I ask for a stealth anointing, stealth protection. They'd be unseen by the enemy's host. They would walk among the enemy's camp and not be seen. Like they wanted to stone Jesus, but they couldn't find him. He walked right through them. That same stealth anointing would be on these here. And if there's repentance needed for bad decisions, Father, graciously you would show them where and when and how. And I ask for a spirit of wisdom to be given to them and for the being of heaven of finance to minister to them and show them secrets. And that you would try them through the fire so their heart would be pure as gold as crystal clear gold to handle all the money that you have for them. So, Father, I ask for the fire. I know many of them are in the fire. So I ask for the fire to be turned up, for all that is them to be incinerated, and the only thing left is Jesus. But I ask for the grace and the cooling of the Holy Ghost and the affliction from the enemy to cease, but the fire from heaven to increase. Yes. Yes. And to, for them to know the difference, what to embrace and what to renounce. And that you'd baptize them with fire and blessing and increase of favor in Jesus' name. And that hope would be released to them. The joyful anticipation of good would encamp around everything they think about, everything they do. There'd be an expectancy in the very center of their being in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, my wife has one more. And then, oh, as she's getting ready, I'm ready. as she's getting ready, I'm not ready. Uh, this is in the back. I will give you even a better guarantee than Jessica gave. She says, buy it and read it. If you don't agree with it, read it again. I'm saying, buy it, read it. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back and you can keep the book. 
That's better than Walmart, baby. Because <laughs> it is, it is, it's the best book I've ever read on evangelism, but I wrote it, so. I'm just, that's, I'll give a money-back guarantee. And then we also have some other download cards, CD and, and DVDs. We'd love for you to, uh, you're going to give that one away? I'll, I'll give it a, does anybody have a birthday today? I have a birthday tomorrow. You I'll, want a I'll, birthday I'll, on Christmas Day? Christmas Day. How about tomorrow? Does anybody have a birthday tomorrow and celebrate my birthday with me? Okay, no books for you. <laughs> what else? What else do you want to say? How about February 11th? Does anybody have a birthday on February 11th? It's my dad's birthday. Okay. How about February 12th? That's my mom's birthday. Anybody? You guys are all in sin. How about April 23rd? April 23rd? Anybody have a birthday then? Does anybody born here? <laughs> okay, you raised your hand first. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm. I promise. I'm going to go fast. <laughs> the two of you have, have, you've been concerned about not wanting to leave an inherit, not being able to leave the inheritance that you would like to leave. And I feel like God has said he's bringing up new wells and you're leaving a great inheritance. You're actually leaving a really great legacy and a great inheritance that it's not just a spiritual inheritance, but I actually see a monetary inheritance as well that you will be passing down to your children's children's children. So inheritance. Are the two of you, I'm sorry, I keep coming back. Are the two of you partners or just friends? Do you do any work together or anything? No, just friends. Okay. Because I felt like with the two of you, I don't know if it was together or separately, but I feel like there's an actual, um, like a benefactor that's going to come. I noticed, I, I noticed you stood up on the, on the one that Bob just prayed for, and I feel like there's a benefactor that's going to come and it's going to be funding. I'm, I'm really drawn to you on, on this one as well. Like, like there's somebody that, that, it, that God is actually already keeping up at night. To, that's, it's burning in their heart to, to write a check for what you're wanting to do. And so he, I, I, I don't know if you've met him yet or you're going to meet him, but it's burning in his heart and you're going to be an answer to his prayer and he's just going to fund what you're wanting to see happen. So I just release that to you. And then we your funding and then you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Generosity will be your key for the rest of your life. You have to be generous. I mean, I, I see you writing very big checks. You'll, you, will have, you will have billions of dollars. <laughs> He's awesome. So, okay. How many of you have seen, this is the last one, how many of you have seen the movie uh, where Santa Claus is on the front, what's that movie called? Uh, Rise of the Guardians. Oh, if you have not seen that movie, please go see that movie. It is phenomenal. It's not really for kids that are under the age of like eight, but it, it looks like a kid's movie. There's Santa Claus on the front and he's got big sleeve tattoos. It's just this awesome movie. Totally. <laughs> I'm getting there. It's called The Rise of the Guardians. That is right, isn't it? The Rise of the Guardians. That's not the owl one. The one with the owls. Rise of the Guardians is the right one. Okay. 
Huh? It's an animated movie. Yeah. So I'm going to give you just a quick background to it because it's important for the word. So in the rise of the guardians, you have the guardians of the earth. And the guardians of the earth are Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and um, who else? The Tooth Fairy and Jack Frost. There's all these, they're the guardians of the earth, all the things that you, you heard about as a kid. And the Sandman, yeah. And then there's the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman's the bad guy. Okay, y'all stay with me. This is, is actually is really, really rad. And so then you've got the boogeyman. The boogeyman's trying to steal the joy of the children and steal their dreams and all this. And so Jack Frost, then you've got the moon man who's like the overseer of all the guardians. And the guardians come around and say, what are we going to do about the boogeyman? And the moon man says, Jack Frost is the answer. And they're all sort of going, oh, Jack Frost, he doesn't know who he is. And and he's a wild card, and he's a renegade, and he's all these things. But Santa, who's like, you know, kind of the boss of all the guardians under the moon man, brings Jack Frost up to the North Pole. Okay? Stay with me. I know it seems like I'm, I'm way out there right now. And Jack Frost, is, he's just kind of being arrogant. He's being flippant, and he's not really taking this whole thing seriously when it's really about the joy and the dreams of the children are being stolen. And so Santa brings Jack Frost into his office and he basically like body slams him up against the wall. And he, he brings out these babushka dolls. How many of y'all know what babushka dolls are? The little Russian dolls where there's like a big doll and it gets smaller, 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 little dolls. Okay. So he says, you know, so it shows him and they're all of Santa. On the outside, he's, he says, I'm joy. And he, show, he tells about how Santa is joy. And then he goes through each of his babushka dolls of who he is. And he said, and at the center, it's this little baby doll and it has these big old eyes. And he says, but at my center, I am wonder. And so he, he takes Jack Frost and he holds him up against the wall and he says, what is your center? Because the truth is, is Jack Frost can't save the children of the world without knowing what is your center. And so here's my, I'm shaking. So here's my word. At your center, you are wonder. You have wonder at your center. I see you, and what that means is, and, this is, and then I'm going to get general in just a second, but what that means is, is wonder is constantly in amazement at the goodness of God. You're, just, you're, you're called to live your life in such a way that your eyes are just big and open, and all you do is just focus on the wonder of the face of Jesus. That is your answer. That is your yes. That is your, 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 your north facing of your compass. And through, through that, all the other things will happen. You have a crazy father's gift. Like you have a father's anointing. You can hug people and all their junk can break off of them. You have an ability to pray for women who have been sexually assaulted and sexually abused and it can break off of them. What's really cool is you also have a strong wife and so your strong wife will allow you to embrace women where, other, where a, a wife that couldn't handle that, it wouldn't work. Does that make sense? Like you, you can come and embrace a woman and your wife, would, your wife can handle that. Because you carry such a father's anointing, you carry a father's gift. So just at your center, I just see wonder. Now, that being said, I feel like there's people in this room that you don't know your center. And you want to rescue the children of the world or do whatever it is, but you say, I don't know what my center is. I don't know who I am. Like, yes, you're a child of God. Yes, you're a wife. Yes, you're a mom. Yes, you're a dad. Yes, you're all these things. But I don't really know what my center is. If that's you, I want you to stand up. Okay, so I'm going to go up here because I'm going to get a little, I'm feeling feisty at the moment. So 
I would say 90% of you have had significant word curses spoken over your life. Like a lot of you as kids were told that you weren't going to amount to much. I think some of you were given diagnoses at different times in your life. Um, you had parents or brothers or sisters. Some of you may have been bullied in school. But there's, there's a lot of word curses that have been spoken over a lot of you. And so right now, I just break those word curses off of you in the name of Jesus. And I actually, God, I ask that you would put an angel on assignment to speak to their ears about who they are, about what you say that they are, what you say that they're capable of. God, that when they look themselves in the mirror, they would see themselves the way that you see them and they would see their center that they would see their center, and from that center, they would move forward in their passion, in their call, in their drive, in their life. And it's almost like God's gonna give you new eyes. I want you to close your eyes and cover, actually cover up your eyes with your hands. And I just see that God's giving you new eyes that, of, of which you see yourself, and also of which you see the world, and then also of which you see Him. Like He's gonna reveal Himself to you in a whole new way. So God, I thank you. I thank you for the, for the fact that they were brave to stand up, and to say, I don't know my center. So God, I just, I, just, I just thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Okay, stay there for just a second. Yeah, I just, I just ask for power. God, that they would move in power. I see a boldness, a supernatural boldness coming on them that people around them, people that they work with, people that they interact with on, a daily, on, their, on, a day, on their daily basis, on, a, on their daily lives, they say, what's different about you? You seem, like, you seem different, like your personality is even different. And it's not that your personality right now is bad, your personality is amazing. It's that God is actually giving you, like, like there's a testimony of a guy who was healed from bipolar and God gave him a new laugh. And so I see that God's actually giving you new personality traits, that you're going you're gonna to be speaking and all of a sudden boldness is going to come forth from your mouth. Yeah. All right. Open your eyes. Man, y'all are pretty. He knows your center. He knows your center. All right, Father, thank you so much. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for, y'all can sit down. Thank you for tonight. Thank you um, for this beautiful building. Thank you for our host, pastors, and family, and everyone that's come around to make this event possible. Um, thank you for all the people that are here. And God, I just ask um, that it just be like Travis said, just a, a weekend of breakthrough, that they would walk out of those doors tomorrow changed for the better. And that we, we Bob and I as well, would, we would walk out of the doors changed for the better, God, because we're just, we're in your presence and we're part of your family. We love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much. Amen. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always had this thought, like, why wouldn't God want to give you breakthrough? Is there any reason he does not want to do that for you? Because that's a, that, right as she was saying that, I was like, somebody's believing that lie. 
that God's not going to bring breakthrough. Why would he not want to do that? Does he not want you more like Jesus? Does he not want you more experiencing more of who he is? Why would he not want you to have breakthrough? It's not, that's a lie from the devil right there. And so God, he's bringing, I'm going to say, he will bring you breakthrough. He's going to do it and he's already started the process. And he's too, he's actually bigger than you. And, uh, 